Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Market Adventures podcast. As always, I'm your host, Alex, and today we're going to take a look at uh, what kinds of option trades I have open currently uh, today, October 22nd. I'm going to jump right into it. I want to go through all the options that I have open, um, where I am, like the status of the option, am I up, am I down, and also the reason why I got into the options play. We have a combination here of leaps um, and uh, monthly and weekly options, and I even have a few daily options as well. Uh, That's a nice little mix, and they're coming from three different portfolios, right? Three different portfolios spanning Robinhood and TD Ameritrade. Uh, now, my first and the longest one that I have is an AT&T 2023 $30 strike, right? So by 2023, I have a call option on AT&T at a $30 strike. Now, as you can imagine, AT&T has been going the opposite way of 30 for the past month or so. I mean, it's just been bleeding red, down, 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 no matter what comes out. Good news, bad news, it's just going down. Uh, the option, right, the call option I have is down 72% actually, which is which is pretty bad. But this is a two-year leap, so I'm not too concerned with this one. Um, but it is sad to see such a loss in the portfolio. AT&T happens to be my biggest position in my long-term portfolio, so it has been quite a, a weight on me. However, I am still bullish on the future of the company um, if they keep paying down their debts keep expanding their uh, communication subscribers, and as of course, as we get into the, the 5G uh, movement that we're going to see coming very, very soon. So I'm very bullish on the stock still. I won't add any more positions here because um, I'm not going to buy into something that's already 72% down, but I am looking to hold on to these 2023 calls. I have two years, so I think it'll be all right. The next one I have is a TBT call, uh, a 2022. So this one has about a year as well. And this is a $19 strike. Now, I'm already up 10%. Uh, TBT is about eight. It's at $18 and some amount of cents. Now, TBT is a triple leverage play on the U.S. bonds, uh, particularly, I think, the 20-year. Now, well, how it works is this, right? If the yields on our bonds, right, what, what, the, what the bond pays us for buying the yield, I mean, for what the government pays us for buying that bond, um, if that goes up, then the instrument will also go up. So right now, our yields on our, I believe our 10-year bonds are about 1.6, 1.7. Historically, they're upwards of 2, 2.3, 2.4. I've even seen it at 3. So our bonds are usually above 2. So the fact that we're still below below two at this point, um, and we're having a a the Federal Reserve is adding exterior demand, I think that's going to play into it. Now, um, since we're not back at a, above that two yet, uh, having one year of time uh, for the movement to catch up with my thesis is part of the reason why I grabbed it because I figured I could get it at a decent price and I have a lot of time to wait for this thing to play out. Now, the yields uh, go up when demand slows down. So we know the Fed has been buying bonds to support the market since the pandemic. The market doesn't really need uh, support. I shouldn't say the market, the economy. It doesn't really need as much support now. So when the Fed backs off of buying billions of dollars of bonds every month, that should bring down to the demand. When demand goes up, uh, when demand goes down, 
yield goes up, right? So that'll bring TBT up as well. So we'll see if that plays out, if that correlation plays out. If not, it was a pretty cheap play to get a good amount of time. So there's only a, a, a great deal of upside and very minimum downside. The next one we have is a December 2021, so that's two months from now, an FXI call at $42, right? The $42 strike. That's up 14%. Now, this instrument tra tracks China's large caps, right? So uh, just like here in the, the U.S., the large caps are seemingly consistent of uh, large technology companies. Now, it's not all the companies that are in that, that um, instrument, but the technology companies do make up a good chunk of what the FXI is tracking. Now, this is namely, we've got BABA up there, we've got Tencent and Baidu, all within the top 10 of those holdings, and they've taken a beating the last couple months with China crackdowns. Now, when they begin to recover, which we've seen some signs of this recently, Baidu is back, I mean, um, BABA is back above 170. Now, this instrument should rise with them, and it has been. China is still committed to growth, and they will need these companies and, and others in the large cap space for that growth. Now, this also has a little less than two months to work. So we'll see what happens in that time. Um, maybe I'll buy some FX, FXI calls a little bit further out um, to give myself a little bit more time for things to play out. But right now, I've got the two months. I'm up 14%. So we'll ride this one out and, and see what happens. But I really do think that the, the rising of BABA and Tencent and Baidu um, and if this Evergrande situation doesn't resurface, then this is a good play against that. Now, if the Evergrande situation does resurface, I think it's going to kill these calls. I think the, we're going to see another sell-off. But if Evergrande is actually taken care of with the restructuring and things and these other uh, large-scale construction uh, companies are, uh, are handled, then I, I'm not seeing something to take these calls off the table. Uh, next one, we get into the fun stuff, right? The down ones. I had two two uppers, two one big downer. Now we're back into the downers. I have a eighteen and a half uh, American Airlines put expiring today. I'm already down ninety percent on that. That was an earnings play. So basically, what I was expecting was after earnings, I thought a American Airlines would give a bad earnings, and I was hoping that they went down. Now I know I was hoping, so I already knew I shouldn't have been doing that, but. They actually beat on earnings, um, mainly because of the aid that they're getting from the government. But I guess that people don't really care about that. Um, but the the guidance that was uh, given by Southwest Airlines, which is actually the industry leader in the airlines, wasn't good. So the assumption would be American Airlines would take some of the beating from that guidance because it has to do with all the airlines. But American Airlines stood strong as uh, Southwest Airlines uh, began to sell off. Now, although, in my opinion, of course, there was an uptick in demand, they, the airlines, are still faced with labor shortages, uh, record energy prices, and, and business travel that may not actually return to the same levels, right, uh, as a pre-pandemic. So I'm not quite sure if my thesis is incorrect, but we do know they, we do know for a fact they have labor shortages. We do know for a fact that there are um, record energy prices, right? You know, at eighty dollars a barrel for crude oil. So we are seeing those facts. We're just waiting for that thesis to play out, and if it doesn't, 
that's okay. I didn't pay a lot for these contracts. But if it does work out in the short term, I'll win. But if it doesn't play out in the short term, which I'm not assuming it will play out today, then the $19 um, American Airlines put that I have for next Friday, hopefully that one comes back. So I'm down 90% on the one that's expiring today because the, the, the earnings did not play out as I planned. And I also have a contract for next week, Friday. That one is down 63%. So we'll see if that one comes back to life next week. But the 18 and a half put options today were probably probably just done. Unless AAL just dumps today, they're not going to do very well, which is okay. Again, I didn't pay that much. They were relatively cheap. The next one I have are our spy, is a spy put option for Monday. That one's down 42% already. I was up uh, midday yesterday, but then we rallied into the close, and that just killed this, this option, as well as the next one I'm going to say. Now, my indicators in the short term show some possible weakness coming. So I took a shot. We were stalling out at a certain price range for a while. The, the, the price could only go either go up or down. So it was a 50-50 shot. I had my indicators. They were all, cross, well, two of them were crossing to the downside. One was trending to the downside. So I figured that was enough. I took it, but the rally broke through the top, and it's been going up. And the futures coming into the day don't support my decision. Right? It's still very bullish. So I'll probably lose on this one. But I'm playing with the house's money, so I'm okay with it. Uh, I've made more money recently in the last month or so going with my gut. I, I, my gut set to take this position, and I took it. So I'll be okay with this loss because I'm going to continue that trend because I've been very successful with it. And again, I'm playing with the house's money from the profits from the last couple of trades I've made. The next one that I have right now is a 455, 456 call spread on the S&P 500. Now, this is another uh, bearish position on the S&P. I sold somebody the right to buy at 455, and I sold 450. No, I sold 455. I bought 456. What that means is if the S&P 500 goes above 455, I lose. If it stays below 455, I win. Now, this expires today, but I'm already down 60%. So if the S&P can hold off of breaking all-time highs, then I'll still win on this trade. I'll keep my credit and I'll get to go home. But if it does go above 455, I will start having to manage that trade to make sure I don't lose too much money. Now, I, I actually am okay with this as well because I, I buy tying money up into this trade, right? So when you open up a spread on the uh, credit side, you're tying up collateral, right? I tied up collateral in this trade. I collected credit, but I'm also protecting that money. That's the way I see it. If I had just gone with buying another put option, then what would have happened is then I would have seen that money in my account go down, but there still be a lot of cash there. I want to use that cash again. By getting debit spread, by getting credit spreads, I'm tying up collateral so I won't be tempted to keep buying trades. And that's my way of kind of like slapping myself on the wrist. I mean, it's not the way the strategy that everyone should use, but I was bearish on the, the spy when I bought it. So it made sense to do that, but I also wanted to to lock up some of that money away from me. Um, as I was getting a little eager to trade, it is earnings season. You want to trade everything during earnings season, but right now it's not the time to just keep trading away, right? Next, we have uh, my November 1st uh, QQQ, that's the NASDAQ. Um, NASDAQ 100 call options. 
uh, at the 380 strike price. Now that one's up 414%. So the last three were one was down 60%, another one was down 63%, one was down 42%, one was down 89%. So those are the last four. And then the first one I mentioned was down 72%. So I'm down on a lot of trades, but this one's up 414%. So this is something I want to talk about as well. I mean, I had two contracts and the market's been going straight up. So this contract had a lot of profit. So I sold one of them and it was enough profit to cover the cost of both contracts. And in addition to that, give me extra money, my money over, right? So this is free money. This is money on the house. When I sell this, every single dollar is been free because I sold the first contract that covered my entire um, initial investment. Now, because this trade uh, went so well, the other small losses, even though 90% is not a, um, a small number, is 90% of a relatively small number. So it's a small loss to me. Now, the majority of my account value is money earned from earlier trades, including half of this trade. So I'm okay with any losses that come from this because, again, I'm playing with the house money. I know how much money I started with. I didn't deposit any money. This is all money I've made over the last couple weeks. So I'm okay taking some trades with my gut, even if some of them are losing trades. I will get the losses out of the way to get ready for the wins. Now, not everyone should trade options because clearly, um, and it is evident in my results right now in the short term, um, that it's easy to lose money. And even easier to lose more money than you make. Most of the trades I mentioned earlier today were losers, right? Most of them. But the best thing about options to me is you only need one or two great trades out of 10 to do well, right? I only had that. I only have I had three decent trades setting up, right? Setting up relatively well. And then I have one monster trade where I'm sitting on 400% of profit that I don't, I don't need to hurry out of because I need cash. Right? I can sit on that as long as I want to. And that's the beauty of options, right? You can have a lot of, of leverage on one really good trade. Again, it's not for everybody, but once you learn it, it does make your trading a lot easier because when you get a fat win, you have a lot more freedom to, to make a couple more trades without the fear of blowing up your account in that instance. Anyway, that's it. I wanted you to see that I'm a regular guy like you, right? I won't pretend to be some kind of options trading um, Superman or, or stock trading guru. I'm just a trader. I'm having a, a, a decent amount of success um, recently with the options trades. The stock trading has always been pretty easy for me, reading the charts, but the options have been a pain in the butt for a while now. But the last couple of weeks or uh, months, I've been trading relatively well, and I want to let you know where I'm at. Uh, right now, which is a lot of red. I'm seeing a lot of red, but it's a house's money. Anyway, uh, earnings season continues next week, and I hope you're all cleaning up lots of profit. Join the Discord to find out what I'm trading in real time, because when I do decide to make a trade, I put it in the Discord to let you know what I'm thinking about, and then when I actually do take the trade. Uh, just click on the link in the show notes, and it'll take you right there. This has been your host, Alex Cunningham, saying, be well. Enjoy your weekend, uh, and remember, as you begin searching for answers to life's challenges, don't seek security. Seek adventure. Adventure.